Welcome to Work Your Way Up, a podcast channel for everyone thriving and striving to climb up the corporate ladder. You'll hear about the wins, challenges, what ifs, and could have beens of people coming from different career paths. Join Angel as she shares insights from guests and from her own corporate adventure. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Angel here and welcome back to Work Your Way Up, the right place where young leaders and aspiring leaders go to for actionable tips and insights on career management and progression. You know what guys, it feels so weird not to do the usual things that I do on a Friday. Like for example, I did not because obviously I did not upload this episode on a Friday night, Philippine time. And so it was kind of weird not to work on a cover photo for the episode, not to open anchor.fm to upload uh, the episode, not to do some final edits and touches on the podcast, you know, things like that. Because I've been doing that on a Friday for the past 12 weeks. But I've shared with you in my Instagram account that I am testing something out and I want to see if releasing new episode on a Saturday night, Philippine time, which is, I think, Saturday morning for most parts in the US and some parts in Europe, I think. Um, I want to test if this is a better schedule for everyone because I realized that, you know, there are times when Fridays become so hectic. I mean, you know, we all know that Fridays can either be so relaxed or so hectic because we have to complete a lot of things before the weekend. And I thought that there are instances wherein some of us may prefer to spend Friday afternoon or, or evening to activities that are not really related to work or won't remind us about work, like, you know, to unwind and to relax. And I thought that, you know what, majority of you guys listen to the new podcast or the new episode on a Saturday anyway. And so this is the reason why I'm trying to change the schedule. I'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks if I release new episodes on a Saturday evening Philippine time or Saturday morning instead of a Friday night or Friday morning. So yeah, let's see how that turns out. Although I am very confident that it would work better because for me personally, I prefer to listen to anything that would help me develop myself or that would help me with my personal growth or read new books or something like that on a Saturday morning. And so I thought that this might resonate so much with you. And for those listeners who are in the Philippines, I think it's also better for us to do the listening of this podcast either Saturday evening or Sunday morning, like the following day. Because I know that not all of you guys are listening to the episode right after I've uploaded it. And that is fine. Like, we have to make sure that when we listen to podcasts like this, our full attention is really with a podcast so that we can really digest the information and really reflect from the things that are covered or topics that are talked about in the specific episode. Anyway, so for today's episode, I have shared a bit of this in my Instagram account. By the way, guys, if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, make sure that you do because I upload there a lot of things. Well, actually, I haven't really uploaded much for the past week, but I usually upload a lot of things in there. So just search for work your way underscore up. So yeah, for the past week, I asked you guys uh, if there's any specific topic that you want me to cover for today's episode because today... We are going to talk about 
how you can give feedback to your boss. Now, I'd say this is one of the most common struggle of empowered followers or all employees or actually not only employees, but every single professional in the world out there. How are you going to communicate or give feedback to your boss, to your leader, to someone who's paying you? Like, how are you going to tell that person that there are certain areas in the way of his being or the way he works or the way he manages people that must be improved? I completely understand if that is nerve-wracking for you or you're so confused what to do or you're just so afraid. And that is basically the reason why we are going to cover that today. So if this is something that resonates with you or this is something that you are also struggling with, then stay tuned so we can get started. Okay, so the first thing that we are going to talk about are the usual or the typical reasons why a lot of people are so afraid or so skeptical to give feedback to the boss. We all have different experiences, but these are the most common reasons why we hold back giving feedback to someone higher than us or the, the leader or the boss or someone we're reporting to. The first one I have here is bad experience in the past. And I think one way or another, we've all experienced something like this. Wherein, because usually, you know, when we start our career, we are so idealistic. Like, I think that's the usual first stage whenever you start working. You have these ideals of what a leader is, what a boss is, what a workplace really looks like. And of course, when you read a lot of leadership books, a lot of leaders are encouraged to embrace feedback from team members. Unfortunately, there are leaders out there who just can't accept feedback from anyone, especially those, quote-unquote, lower than them. And so maybe because we thought that all leaders are, you know, very open to feedback, then maybe in the past we've tried communicating a feedback to a boss or the previous leader, and then it just boomeranged to us, or the output was bad or it did more bad it did more harm than good or worse maybe a previous boss suddenly scolded us because we communicated feedback or told us that who are you to tell me something like that are you questioning my knowledge or my experience you know terrible things like that and so that kind of gives us a reason to hold back and not to open up the other common reason is we're unsure how to deliver the feedback. Like we didn't really experience anything bad in particular in the past, but then we're so unsure, how am I going to relay this feedback anyway? Because we're so used to leaders giving feedback to team members, but, but how is it? How are team members going to deliver feedback to the leader? Like even the very first step, which is asking for that leader to have a meeting with you so you can deliver the feedback, like how are you going to say that? Or the third reason is because maybe you're not sure if it's right for a team member or a follower or an employee to give feedback to the boss. Like that's not the typical way of doing things. Like it's not normal. It's unusual. It's very normal for a leader to give feedback to a team member, but it's not norm normal for a team member to give feedback to the boss. Well, I think it depends on a case-to-case -case basis. I 
tell you, if you are working with a boss who's really open and very rational, giving feedback to the boss, even initiated by the team member, is normal. It's normal because even if that person is already the boss or the leader, that is still a human being. And that means that that guy or that girl, that lady is still subject to some flaws, And those flaws or some things that they need to improve on, those are going to be the basis of the feedback. Or the fourth reason, maybe because you think that the boss is close-minded or you feel that based on the boss's personality and way of being in the office, he or she seems to be close-minded. And so you're afraid to communicate feedback because he or she may not even listen or embrace it. Another reason that might be holding you back is because you are afraid that the boss may get defensive. And usually when any person, regardless if that's a leader or that's a team member, usually when a human being becomes defensive of who he is and what he has done, then he can be kind of a bit aggressive as well. And so you don't really want to go down that road. And that is why you're kind of hesitant to give that feedback. Or lastly, maybe because you are so afraid that the boss would retaliate to you or give you a very low performance evaluation, not promote you, not give you any more opportunities, not increase your salary just because you gave a feedback, especially if it was a constructive feedback. Those fears, these type of fears and doubts and, you know, concerns are very valid because these are common concerns and issues in the head of a lot of team members. And they're valid in a sense that they are common and it's normal to feel them. But it doesn't mean that you have to stay that way because that is why we're going to cover them because there are specific strategies or things that you can do so that you can effectively communicate feedback to your boss. But before I share with you the specific strategies that you can do, we have to dive even deeper to understanding the reasons why a team member or you or anyone you know feels hesitant to communicate feedback to the boss. The reason why it's important to understand the reasons first is because It is you realigning your mindset or your thought process because unless you have really changed your way of thinking or your mindset, it would be completely useless to give you strategies or things that you can start doing because at the end of the day, your doubts, your concerns, the questions in your head would still overpower the strategies that I'm going to share with you. And this is also something that is applicable to everything that you have in life. If there is something that's holding you back or you kind of feel hesitant to do something or you're doubtful to do something, make sure you understand your reasons first before you even talk about the how or the steps that you can do. Okay, so I have given you six reasons, common reasons why people are so afraid or so hesitant to give feedback to their leader. But in essence, those can actually be broken even further to just four main reasons. Because those six that I have mentioned to you, those are just the common. That means there are still a lot of other reasons out there that may be hindering or keeping someone or limiting someone from giving feedback to the boss. But we can all kind of categorize them into four things, four types. The first one is... You just don't know how to relay feedback. Like you may have thousands or hundreds of reasons why you don't want to communicate feedback to your boss, 
But at the end of the day, it could be just because you don't know how to communicate or relay feedback, which is good because that means that by listening to this episode, you'll know exactly how to do that. That's a very easy type of concern. The second is feedback is not solid enough or you don't really have specific examples, or you're just thinking about it out of emotion. So it's not really a constructive feedback. That's why you are hesitant. Again, you can have a lot of reasons out there, but it could just boil down to this. And then the third one is your own limiting beliefs. Like the things that I have mentioned earlier, the boss is close-minded, the boss might get defensive, the boss might retaliate, you know, reasons that are not based on something really solid, but are just based on either hearsays or wrong beliefs or wrong way of thinking, even a bad experience in the past. That is also something that you should not always hung into or cling into because that's your own limiting belief right? That's already you limiting yourself from doing something that could have helped you improve your current situation. So you can have a lot of reasons out there, but then it could only boil down to the fact that you just have your own, you're just embracing or you're just drowned by your own limiting beliefs. And then the fourth type of real reason is that you just really have a bad boss. Like, no matter how much you try to justify it or no, no matter which angle we try to look at it, at the end of the day, you're just unfortunate enough that you are working with a bad boss. And by bad boss, I mean not someone manageable because you know, guys, you know me, I always encourage you to manage your boss. So if I say that person is a bad boss, maybe that person is really toxic and there's really no way, no right approach, no right strategy, no science or art of communicating and giving feedback that would work for that type of person. And you know that that is also the time to quit and move on. But that's for a separate topic. So those are the four real reasons why you're afraid to communicate feedback. And now that we understand those type of reasons that could be preventing you, you now have to understand or to realize how are you going to deal with them? So if you don't know how to relay feedback, that is exactly what we're going to do today. So that's already ticked. If there's no solid feedback or specific examples of that something that you want to communicate to your boss, let's say you want to give a feedback to your boss because he or she doesn't really spend quality time in doing touch base or coaching sessions. So if you think that you don't really have enough number of examples or solid evidence to prove that, then make sure that you gather them. Make sure that you are being objective when it comes to relaying feedback to your boss. Make sure that it's not just out of emotion or it's not something baseless. If you think that the real reason why you're hesitant to communicate feedback is because of your own limiting beliefs, then try to find a way to step out of them. Look at success stories of people who were able to objectively communicate the feedback to the boss. Look at the people around you who are so fearless and bold when it comes to speaking up and really sharing what they have in mind. Look at how they're able to manage their boss and think for yourself if 
that is something that you want to take and you want to be in. And if that is so, then work on changing the way you think because your limiting beliefs is something that you can fully control. You can set your own limiting beliefs and you can also remove them. But the first step to that is you recognize them. You have to understand or you have to know if you are just limited by your own beliefs. And if that is so, then you can take the right actions or steps to change that. Now, for the last reason, which is you just really have a bad boss, then I've already mentioned to you earlier, maybe it's time to move on. It's as easy as that. So now that we have covered all the reasons that could be preventing you from communicating your feedback to your boss, and now that you understand them and you know how to kind of change your mindset, then we are going to proceed to talking about the exact steps that you can do to effectively communicate feedback to your boss without burning bridges, which is very important. So the tips that I have here, I have actually categorized them into three. So the things that you can do before giving feedback the things that you can do during feedback session, and the things that you can do after giving feedback. Now, the tips that I'm about to share with you are also kind of the same things that your leader may be embracing as well whenever he or she has to communicate a feedback to you. And so you have to understand that there's nothing really special when it comes to communicating feedback to the boss, because at the end of the day, your boss, again, is a human being. And so he or she typically has the same emotional needs. And, you know, there is a same science behind how he thinks or how he feels or how you can relay your emotion to that person without causing any drama. And that is why the tips that I'm about to share are kind of closely related to the tips embraced by leaders in communicating feedback. Okay, so for the tips before the session where you give the feedback, make sure that number one, this is not really officially included in the tips, but I just wanted to point it out that before you consider something as a valid ground for you to kind of use it as a, as a basis to communicate a feedback to your boss, make sure that it's something that has really happened at least twice or thrice. Because if it just happened once off, then there is a huge tendency that it occurred because maybe your leader is also going through something. Like all of us go through that, even leaders go through that. And for me as a leader, that's also the same thing that I handle or I look at feedback. I don't really say something towards a team member or a follower unless I have noticed it twice, thrice or more. Because if it's just a one-time occurrence, I always consider the fact that maybe they're just having a bad day or they're just going through something or they have some personal problems that may have affected or that may have triggered for them to do that. But if it is something that you have observed twice or thrice, then it's safe to say that it is kind of gearing towards becoming a habit. And so that is definitely something that you can communicate as a feedback. But the first official tip that I would like to share with you is to get someone else's opinion or observation. Now, if you're afraid to drop names, of course, that is completely fine as well. So get someone's opinion or observation on whatever whatever that is that concerns you about your leader. Now, to make it more objective, make sure that you also seek out the opinion or observation of someone whom you trust as objective and not, you know, someone who just always whines or rants or always take things negatively. So you have to carefully choose this person so that you can get his or her objective assessment. And you can also not drop names so that 
you won't be afraid that this person may relay that message to the boss instead ahead of you. And so the boss might take it differently or might take it the wrong way instead. So the second tip I have here is you challenge your own assumptions or state. This is very important. As a human being, we have so much emotions and maybe there are times we're in, if you're going through something, we tend to be very sensitive on the things that our leaders say to us or the things that they do. And so before we really take it as a valid ground for communicating feedback, we have to understand first if we weren't actually acting out or we weren't just basing it out of emotion or we weren't just clouded because of what we were feeling in that moment or when it happened. And so we have to challenge our own assumptions and state. This is why when you communicate feedback, you don't just focus and zoom in on one specific situation that happened. You have to be able to look at the bigger picture, like how many times did it occur? What are the reasons that may have triggered it? Or what are the things that my boss has done in the past that is kind of related to that? Or, you know, any other things that will help you thoroughly and objectively assess the situation. And also, this is a an additional tip, not really part of the official tips that I'm giving out. But personally, what I do as a leader, every time I have to communicate something to a team member or follower, or even to my boss, I don't just communicate it right in the moment. Like I would allow one or two days to pass by before I communicate it because by then I am not emotionally charged. I'm not really feeling anything too negative or too positive or anything like that towards the situation or towards that incident. And that means that I am able to relay my feedback more constructively and more objectively. So I always let one day or two days pass by before I schedule for a feedback. And that is something that you might be able to do or you can do to also give you enough time to challenge your own assumptions and state. The third tip is you have to be very specific on what you want to happen. So when you communicate a feedback to your boss, you know that you are communicating it to him because maybe he has done or he has said something that is kind of not really expected from him or that is something below than what you expect of him to do or to say. And so if that is something that is not aligned to your expectations, even before setting the feedback session with your boss, you have to have a clear understanding in your head as to what you really want to happen anyway. So for example, if your feedback to your boss is that you're kind of disappointed with the quality of one-on-one -on -one coaching session because maybe you want something more, you want to learn more from your boss, then make sure that you're able to tell him exactly what you want. If you're not happy with a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, then what is it that you want? You need to be able to picture that very clearly in your head. So if you have concerns with the quality of the one-on-one -on -one coaching session, then what is it that you really want? What are your expectations? What do you want your boss to do? So that you can communicate that in your feedback session. You can share that with your boss and your boss knows exactly what to do as well. And then the fourth tip is you understand your boss's personality. Now, I have already discussed this with you guys in the previous episodes where we talked about based on the DISC personality profile, we talked about the four types of bosses, the dominant, the influencer, the supportive, and the compliant. And so you have to make sure that you understand the personality of your boss before you even schedule for a feedback session so that you can communicate the feedback in a manner where you are factoring in the boss's personality. 
what I notice as a mistake that a lot of people make is that they plan or they work on the feedback session or prepare for the feedback session based on their own personality. Like they think that, okay, these are the things that work for me. Like if someone says these things in this way, in this manner, in this flow, then I would really understand it or I can really get it. What you have to understand is you're not the one in the receiving end. That means that it's your boss's personality that you have to consider when you're about to plan out the flow of the feedback session. You have to be able to relay the feedback in a way where it matches with your boss's personality. And then the next tip is you plan the exchange. Plan the exchange in your head. Think about the things that you will say and then the possible responses of your boss and then what are going to be your response to that type of response. In fact, what I do sometimes is I figure out three different ways for me to say it and then I also kind of anticipate three different ways for the boss to respond to me and then I also plan for three different ways to respond, you know, things like that. So you have to plan the exchange so that you are sure that it won't really be misinterpreted or you won't really go off the rail or, you know, you won't be able to cover the thing that you're supposed to cover during that session. And then the last tip that I have here is don't expect for changes right away. I'd say this is one of the very important tips that you have to always remind yourself of. We tend to think sometimes that every time you relay feedback to someone, right then and there, they should be able to change it. Um, it's good if they can, like that is really amazing. But then naturally, you are, again, talking to a human being and we're wired in different ways and sometimes the things that we do even at work are the things that are really innate to us or natural to us that means it took years for us to form those habits whether they are good habits or bad habits and it means that if it took us years to form them it might take a while for us to also change or stop them and so that is why if you're going to give feedback to your boss don't expect for him or her to change right away give it time like give your leader the time to process your feedback to digest the information to also kind of objectively assess himself or herself and then take it from there so those are the things that you have to remember before the feedback session now during the feedback session what you have to understand is number one you have to manage your own emotions this is the reason why i only communicate feedback only after a day or two because I am pretty sure that the time that has elapsed has given me enough time to go back to a balanced state of mind and so I can become more objective and not really emotionally charged during the session. That means that if I am balanced, if I feel calm, when I deliver the feedback to my boss, my boss would also view it as something objective, not really out of emotion. And so my boss would also be calm and open in receiving the feedback. The second tip is expect for your boss to kind of become defensive. Of course, we're hoping that your boss won't. Like, 
for me, every time I communicate a feedback to my boss, I always hope that he or she won't be defensive. But there is that tendency like it could really happen. But when you have that expectation in your head, then you can easily pinpoint the moment that your boss becomes defensive. And when he or she becomes defensive, you know that that is a natural response whenever a, another person gives feedback to someone. That could also be your natural response whenever someone gives feedback to you. And that is okay. Give them time to think about it. What I usually do is every time someone becomes defensive and I communicate feedback to them, I tell them, okay, we don't really have to argue about it. That is just what I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. But I just wanted to share it to you. So in that way, that boss, the boss would feel that, okay, he or she's not really insisting it to me, like insinuating it to me that I am that person, that I am a bad person. But it's okay. After that interview, whenever the boss has some alone time or something like that, he or she will be reminded of your conversation. And then when he is in a balanced state of mind, he could look back to it and objectively assess what really he has done wrong. The benefit of you understanding or expecting for the boss to be naturally defensive if ever you communicate the feedback to him, well, I'm not saying that all boss would be like that. Some are very rational and very objective. But in case your boss would be, then at least you can manage your emotions because you are already expecting for it. And also another tip, don't forget to mention the specific examples that you were thinking about when you, prior to the feedback session, make sure to remember them. You can even list them down if you want to, so that you are able to provide specific examples, specific situations that would support the feedback that you are sharing to your boss. And then the last tip during the feedback session is you have to remind yourself to use non-provoking words when relaying feedback. So this is kind of the output now of you planning the exchange before the feedback session. By here, you are already executing the plan that you had in mind. And so you have to make sure that you stick to not using provocative words all throughout the conversation. The best tip that I can give you to differentiate what are the provoking words and unprovoking words, like uh, apart from having, you know, words that are really provoking in its, in its nature, like, you know, swearing and cusses and all those sort of things. Your way of saying or sharing your feedback can also be provoking if it's something where you are assuming or you are already concluding. For example, if you have concern with your boss not really spending good touch base sessions or coaching sessions with you or one-on-one -on -one mentorship, and then during the feedback session, you just tell your boss that he doesn't want you to be promoted. That's assumption. You're like being, you're concluding something that you don't really have any solid proof about. Just because the boss doesn't spend quality time of one-on-one -on -one mentorship with you doesn't mean that he doesn't want you to get promoted. And so when you relay that assumption to your boss, it could really provoke him because you are saying something that is baseless, that may be true or maybe not true. What you can say instead is just the plain observation that you have in your head. Let's say, I feel that we are not spending enough time during our one-on-one -on -one mentorship, or I feel that I could get better quality of mentorship from you. 
that's it. Don't assume further that the boss doesn't have a good one-on-one mentorship with you because he doesn't want you to get promoted or he's insecure or he doesn't like you. Nothing like that, okay? Because that could really provoke anyone, especially if it's not really your boss's intention. And the last set of tips I have here are the things that you have to do after the feedback session. So the first one is don't feel awkward after, okay? Don't feel that just because you communicated a feedback to your boss that you would feel guilty of some sort or you'd feel bad about yourself for saying something about your boss. No, feel good that you've relayed a feedback like that to him in the most professional manner by setting up a one-on-one meeting with him. Feel good that instead of spreading that with your colleagues or talking about that with other people, you talk to your boss about it so that he can actually change what he or she needs to change. Feel good that you spoke your mind without having to insult your boss or burn bridges or be emotional about it. Because being able to professionally and objectively relay your feedback to your boss is not something that you should be guilty of. It's not something that you have to be awkward. It's something that you have to be proud of because instead of making it a drama, you have dealt with it professionally. And the last tip that I have for you here after the feedback session is to make sure that you recognize your boss, even in private. The moment that you see changes in him based on the feedback that you have relayed to him. So yeah, that's it. Those are the tips that I have here in relaying feedback to your boss in the most professional and objective manner. Now, some of you guys forwarded specific questions because I posted about it on my Instagram account. And some of you forwarded specific questions about relaying feedback to your boss. I have three here. So the first one is, how are you going to relay feedback to your boss is not helping you? How are you going to relay feedback to your boss whom you feel play favorites? And how are you going to relay feedback to your boss Who doesn't mentor you? These are really specific and interesting situations, which I really love to discuss with you in Instagram. So what I would do is I will post an IG story on my Instagram account, workyourway underscore up, and then I will cover the specific situations you have forwarded to me so that we can really laser focus our approach or our strategies based on those specific scenarios. Now, if you can relate to any of those three, then make sure that you follow me on my Instagram account, or you can also follow me on Facebook. Just search for Work Your Way Up. So that's it, guys. We just finished another 30 minutes or so of insightful discussion about relaying feedback to your boss. I hope that you find today's episode insightful and helpful, and I hope that I am able to give you tips that you can really execute. Remember that me sharing my own personal experience and the things that I do personally do at work to manage my boss and my colleagues are just there as your reference, um, the success of the implementation is still on your end. So you have to make sure that you really embrace them, you remember them, and you make them happen. If this is your first time listening to this podcast channel, make sure that you follow or subscribe to Work Your Way Up, whether you're listening from Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting platform, so that you won't miss any new episodes 
And also, if you enjoy the topics that I discuss here, feel free to leave a feedback, especially on Apple Podcasts, so that I know if you like my content or if you like the things that I am doing and the things that I am sharing here. That's it. Thank you so much, guys, and see you again next time.